Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. It's another Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's good to be back with you on another episode of Music from the Couch. Uh, this week, uh, just uh, jack of all trades, master of all trades, uh, Mr. Ryan Rudd, who is a part of so many things uh, that go on here at Twin Cities Music and his own music. Um, he's uh, Frequency Collisions is his band. He is uh, in a band uh, called the Rockford Mules. And then every Thursday, um, he's hosting uh, a radio show uh, where they, him, his brother support local music as well as uh, artists that they grew up listening to. And, you know, as you can tell, the, the list just goes on and on. Um, so, you know, that's the rabbit hole. And then on top of that, uh, Ryan is a huge uh, Supper Club fan. So he has the Supper Club Collective, which is based in Minnesota, which is, uh, well, you're going to hear all about it. So, you know, why am I telling you everything right now? I need you to listen to the episode, right? Uh, but anyways, uh, I had a great time chatting with Ryan on a Saturday morning as uh, we were getting ready to start our day. And uh, what's magnificent is uh, Ryan showed up ready to just kick ass and uh, dress to kill looked amazing. And we had a hell of a chat. It was a, it was a really fun time. So uh, take a listen, tune in. And uh, before we get into the episode, we're going to start off with uh, one of Ryan's songs under the frequency collisions name that features former guest, Sarah Morris, uh, a song called floating and nothing, which is just amazing, beautiful. And it reminds me of the band uh, Mogwai. If you've ever listened to them, instrumental type stuff, but then you throw Sarah Morris's, lyrics voice on top of it holy shit it's just amazing and then uh to end the episode is uh, a rockford mules song from ryan's band a rock uh, the rockford mules and uh, the song is called oh tulip i told you so so tune into the music tune in the episode enjoy don't forget to tell all your friends comment follow etc and if you're looking for the full episode unedited with video so you can see ryan's fantastic uh attire for the episode you can always head over to patreon.com slash Todd Hurst and first 30 days of free for the price of coffee. You get access to everything uh, related to the podcast as well as music. So uh, let's just jump right to it. Here you go. Episode number 27. Ladies and gentlemen, it's from the couch. Mr. Ryan Rudd. Let's go. All right. Are you guys ready? Welcome to music from the couch. That's when the best stuff happens. Absolutely. Welcome back to another episode of Music from the Couch. It is me, Todd Hurst, and uh, once again, we've got yet another just fantastic episode coming up. And joining me today is 
really what I'm viewing here is Minnesota's most uh, fantastically dressed man at all times. <laughs> I'm going to I don't normally let the secret out, but it's it's early in the morning. Yet uh, this man is uh, ready to go. You look amazing. Uh, I like this old thing. <laughs> uh, uh, musician, uh, radio host, podcast, just music fanatic. Um, you know, the list of, of things that you're working on right now. Uh, as you mentioned earlier in our pre-conversation, you've got your hands in all kinds of things. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Ryan Rudd. How are hey. you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing Good. very well. Yes. And I didn't even bring up the fact that behind you, I see uh, what appears to be just a fantastic Black Crows uh, poster. Uh, yeah. Is that is that Jimmy Page? That is that Jimmy I'm Page. He's yes. right there. Absolutely. Yep. I love it. And uh, just amazing, amazing artwork, as well as I'm gushing right now over the furniture. <laughs> I love the style. So uh, thanks for joining. And um, and. You know, I appreciate you being on. It's uh, it's a Saturday morning, as I mentioned. You look fantastic. You said you're always on, uh, and you've always got the kind of uh, what's what's the vibe that you would kind of call uh, the dress code, the you know what you do with the rabbit hole, kind of the style. What 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 what's your definition of that? Uh, well, it's it's kind of based off of the old school supper clubs. Uh, if you if you cast your mind back a, a ways to you know the the uh, the the crispy breadsticks and the prepackaged uh, plastic the the single serving butters the the Andes mints you oh. know the the Andes mints you just got Andes mints right next yeah. to you that's amazing so uh, yeah it's it's kind of based off of that vibe um, my brother who who uh, co-hosts our show with me kind of kind of started it my uh our father was cleaning out his closet one day and and matt noticed uh we call them supper coats they're not okay, dinner jackets yeah. so you know don't get confused they're supper coats and uh among with some other things uh, matt took the the supper coat and you know next thing you know we're like you know we should have a dress coat on the show i love that and uh so that's kind of where it uh, began. Kind of silly, you know, dress code for radio, but hey, it's kind of it fun. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night we get we get a little gussied up, have a couple cocktails, and we just shoot the shit for a couple hours. I love that. So yeah, let, let's talk about that. That's the rabbit hole, and uh, you host that on Thursday nights. You mentioned so for a couple hours. Where? So it sounds like the rabbit hole started before the dress code for radio started. So what kind of uh, brought yeah. about the rabbit hole? Um, I'm a guy that uh, I things come to my mind and I am guilty of diving into them before I actually think it through. Uh, so one morning I woke up and, uh, and uh, I was like, I need a radio show. So I did what any self-respecting human being would do. I, I, I posted on Facebook. I said, sure. hey, I need a radio show. Who wants to give me a radio show? And literally within a couple of hours, um, a gentleman that runs uh, Fuzz Talk Radio mm-hmm. uh, contacted me and said, I'll give you one. And that's where it was born. And it started just me every Thursday morning, mm-hmm. um, just spinning tunes and you know, whatever. There wasn't a whole lot of structure to it. And then Matt came on uh, a short while later, and that's when it really started to 
to kind of take shape is, uh, you know, my brother and I are pretty tight and our banter is always pretty easy and free flowing. And, sure. uh, you know, we play tunes, we, we, we chat, uh, about whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we'll do some trivia, uh, you know, nice. a big movie fan. So, uh, you know, if you speak in movie quotes, uh, you'll find a home here. Okay. Um, yeah. And then it just kind of took off. Next thing you know, we got a dress code and we're hosting <laughs> shows at, uh, venues and here yeah. we are. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So, um, so the music that you're you're spinning is that uh did that start out is it still today it's kind of a mix of music that maybe you grew up on music that you appreciate new music yeah. local music what's the mix there uh it's kind of all over the board really uh, a lot of what matt and i grew up on is classic country okay. uh you know waylon uh don williams i think if you ask either one of us don williams is the greatest classic country singer of all time all right uh you know so we grew up on a you know conway twitty a lot of classic country um so you'll hear that uh and then it's just kind of all over the board you know kind of what we're feeling week to week usually matt uh, we split the tunes matt will send me some uh songs for the week and that usually dictates kind of the direction i go okay. uh, we do try to mix in some local stuff we've had some local artists on the show uh before we probably like to do that a lot more than we actually do but mm -hmm. um but yeah, we're kind of all over the board. Depends on nice. what we feel from week to week. And that's nice. And it's got to be nice just um, kind of, you know, it's independent radio. Uh, mm -hmm. You kind of get to do what you want, right? You you, exactly. uh, you play the music you want. You talk about what you want. Uh, you have a dress code. And yeah. I think every radio station needs a dress code. This is Absolutely. a movement that I will support. Uh, I definitely need a dress code. I mean, I'm sitting here in my damn pajamas. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, we got to work on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I should have, you know, I should have, if I would have uh, thought a little clearer this morning, I would have worn my cardigan. I, for a, a little bit, had a philosophy of every year I'd get a new cardigan sweater. Oh, nice. And yeah. And Very then, nice. uh, yeah, one year, one year, um, my girlfriend said, you need the pipe to go along with that. So I've got a nice, <laughs> a nice pipe with my cardigan sweaters. But uh, anyways, uh, so, you know, having that kind of independent feel, um you you just kind of get to do whatever you want and you're at your own direction is that you know what's the what's the goal or uh, of kind of growing it or is it just something that you're like hey it's thursday night we want to pour a couple cocktails put on our finest uh supper club attire and just shoot yeah. the shit um much like everything that i i start and do i don't really <laughs> know what the end goal is sure um you know for a while i thought it would be great to to grow it. To grow it to, you know, at one time I joked like when Tom Bernard was out at KQ, like, hey, I know a couple of guys that aren't doing much, you know. Um, but I think right now it's 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 uh, it's just it's kind of become a, a little uh, ritual, I guess, on mm -hmm. Thursday night. You know, Matt comes over. We've got a, a core audience that seems to tune in every week, and they, it's just kind of a, a nice little mid to late week gathering where you can uh, uh just you know our catchphrase is take it easy you know yeah. just sit down have a couple cocktails and just take it easy and take it easy. we'll chat we'll play some music and we'll just have a good time and we'll forget about everything that goes on in the world that that might ail you i love that i love that um so 
you know, kind of talking about you have your hands in several things. Um, frequent frequency collisions, supper club collective. Uh, uh-huh. You're all a part of all of this. So uh-huh. talk us through everything. Like what's what are you currently working on? Where's everything kind of headed? You are yeah. a busy man. Um, if you toss in the fact I also play in a group called the Rockford Mules who are uh, currently making another record. Um, we're uh, in the mixing phase of that. Okay. Um, uh, where do you want me to begin? Uh, frequency <laughs> collisions. Uh, that's kind of a one man. Uh, it's mostly just a recording project. I, I okay. dabbled in taking it to the live scene for a while. And I don't know. It's It didn't feel like the right spot for that. So I just, I, I have a little... I guess you'd call it a studio. It's not really a studio. It's 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 a basement uh, place where I can record. So I that's primarily what I do. I very quietly record tunes and I put them up on the interwebs and whoever wants to listen to it can listen to it. It's very mellow stuff, uh, quite different from the Rockford Mules, which is a very loud rock and roll band. Uh, so it kind of just started as as something that I can do as a dynamic to the big loud Marshall stacks and Les Pauls, you know, uh, just another side of music that I, that I enjoy. Sure. So that's yeah. what that was born out of. Okay. And then the Rockford mules, you talk about, uh, I've seen some of the, some of your posts on, uh, the interwebs, mm-hmm. uh, about, yeah, it looks like things are coming together. You've had, uh, some fantastic artists come in and assist with, uh, recording some things there and, and, you know, again, very busy. So I could be, uh, if I'm confusing the frequency collisions and the rock for mules, I do apologize. Uh, Facebook is confusing to me in yeah, my, okay. uh, in my older age. Yeah. I, I need my space back. It was such <laughs> a cleaner platform, but, uh, so the rock for mules, you're in the mixing phase right now, Uh brand new record coming out here soon. Can you give us a little hint of, uh, what to expect? Um, let's see. We've been a, back in our younger days. Uh, I think somebody said it's uh, whiskey chasing devil something guitar grinding something or another. I don't know. It's got a very um, I don't know. It's got some southern blues to it, but uh, okay. it's like if uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with uh, Clutch? I'm not. Okay, no. well, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but it's a group of guys. We've been together, I don't know, 17 years or something like that. The, okay. the, the singer-guitar player I've known since high school. So we've been playing music off and on for 30 years, you know. And um, it's just the same four guys that enjoy making music together. And we're fairly lucky that at, at, at our age, we still get to do it. Yeah, it's still fresh. It's still fun. And at this point, I, I don't think we have any illusions that we're going to be, you know, opening for whoever at the Excel Center next <laughs> week. You know, it's just sure. we like to write and we like to play. And that's yeah. so that's what we're going to do. You know, what else are we going to do with our time here? It's so, that artistic release. Exactly. Right? You know, yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with that. If anything, I think the uh, the the mindset of just, Hey, let's have fun with this kind of yeah. frees you up a little bit, uh, as opposed to the pressure of, you know, 
uh, as when we were younger, I got to be perfect and I want right. to do this and get a massive following and go and, you know, play everywhere and be famous one day. It's like now, you know, it's just fun. Well, you said it exactly. It takes it takes the pressure off. And yeah. When you were younger and you had all these dreams of grandeur and, you know, you're going to be a rock star and, you know, some kid's going to have my poster on his wall, you know, it's, for whatever reason, it, 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 it didn't happen. And, you know, I sometimes think, boy, I'm glad I didn't get what I thought I wanted. Sure. You know, now it's, you know life slows down and you you start picking and choosing the things that you want to invest your time in because uh, for no other reason, it's, you have a good time doing it. And it feeds your soul, you know, uh, for no other reason. So absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Well, looking forward to the new record coming out. Yeah, so uh, kids stay posted to the Facebook and, uh, and the Instagram and the Twitter. Do you do yeah. the Twitter? I don't, I don't do the Twitter. I have a Twitter account, but I, I don't open it often, if at all. I, I'm admittedly extremely bad at social media. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't list my kids' help because they seem to be very adept at it as, <laughs> as, as kids are. But, uh, yeah, I'm really bad. You know, I keep saying, ah, oh, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's a thing, but you're supposed to post a lot, you know, if you're going to get those likes and get yeah. those followers. And I don't even think it matters because, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just very bad at it. You're not paying for it. I don't think it works, but I believe what yeah. they call it is content. Um, yeah. I've seen some artists that will just like, I follow uh, an artist, Donovan Woods, uh, out of Canada and singer songwriter guy. He will just like take a picture of the ground or his, his shoe as he's walking or, you know, something yeah. like that, like a bush. And just, it'll just say, I'm told I need content. And, and that's it. <laughs> that's perfect. I should follow his model. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's not a bad model. So so now the the other piece uh, that I was uh, as I was doing some research, I, I put two and two together and hopefully I put the two and two together correctly. But the Supper Club Collective mm-hmm. is uh, something that as I've been um, kind of diving further and peeling the layers back of the local <laughs> scene uh, that I've. I've come across. <laughs> so tell us about that. Are is that that's your your collective, um, um, or is it a a group? It was kind of um, again. I had I had an idea, um, and uh, I enlisted. It, it was another one of those things where hey, here's an idea. What if we put together a a group where uh, kind of an umbrella, so to speak of uh you know musicians that kind of work collaboratively uh maybe not write music together but uh, you know we've we've put on a few local events uh, events i say events they're shows in small clubs you know across the city um where uh you know you can come uh it started out as making a record during the pandemic. Okay. Um, and my friend, uh, Ted Heineshevitz and Chris Great Holm. Guy. Yes. Fantastic human. Uh, and Chris Holm kind of, we're kind of a three headed, uh, I wouldn't even say monster. We're just three heads that kind of work on this thing. We've, we've put together a few shows. Um, like I said, we did a record during the pandemic of other, um, 
uh, Minnesota artists covering other Minnesota artists. And uh, that was volume one. We've got volume two in the works at okay. the moment, um, which is turning out very cool. And it's, it's, you know, it's easy for a musician to go out and cover, you know, their, their favorite artist, you know, but it's really cool when somebody is covering somebody local is covering your song, you know, yeah. it's like the last record Sarah Morris covered one of mine and uh, she did it better than I, than I did. And I wrote the damn thing. So it, it's just been a really fun project. Um, it's not always the easiest thing to wrangle a bunch of musicians together. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like herding cats, but uh, the payoff at the end is, is pretty cool. And then uh, for the first record, we did a, a record release at the Aster um matt and i hosted that event it went really well um and uh you know we sold a couple records along the line and so yeah. we thought hey let's do it again there you go so that's what we're doing i love it i love it yeah, and, yeah. uh sarah morris she does everything better than sarah <laughs> yeah, <Morris>. right <laughs> oh, she's she's uh, fantastic she's um, one of those that that every once in a while you run across somebody that's like i should probably just quit what i'm doing yeah. yeah, she's ridiculously good and just a, a very good human being to top it off. Absolutely. Yeah, I uh, I jumped on her Patreon just to like get her her updates, just to kind of mm -hmm. read them and go, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good world out there. You know, it's yeah. like uh, it's refreshing. She is refreshing. So, she is. you yeah. know, kids again. And Ted Heineshevitz. Sorry, Ted Heineshevitz. That's how <laughs> Sarah told me I had to say his name at all times. Uh, also, uh, a former guest and, and just a great human being as well. So yeah. I, I love the, the, the local scene. I mean, you're, you're just with the projects you're working on, you're, you're kind of embedded in it. Um, and, and just a part of it has it. So I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm newer or newish to Minnesota. I've been mm -hmm. here 16 years, 18 years now or something like that. Um, so I can't really claim that I'm new um but it's this music while. scene it's it's been a bit yeah. yeah i just really started i think covid is what opened my eyes really to the scene the music scene that was um yeah i only i only knew i was in a country cover band and uh that was like the space that i knew and now my mind is blown daily um mm -hmm. if you could like if you had to explain the, the, the minneapolis music scene in one sentence you know, or a couple words, like what to put you on the spot. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, I've been, I hesitate to say all these, you know, I've been part of the scene for a very long time, starting in the early nineties. And it's, it's, it's been interesting to see how it's evolved. And I think it's evolved just simply because of what I've chosen to be involved in. Um, so, you know, it went from that, you know, being that 20 year old kid that just wants to be part of the cool kids, you know, and then you grow up and like the last handful of years, like Ted has really been instrumental in, um, kind of getting me involved, uh, with a new group of people. I guess you'd call them like singer songwriters. So, um, but it, it just seems like a very supportive community. Um, we live in a, a major metro city, but it's also a very small city. 
Like, uh, it seems like everybody knows everybody. And uh, if I need, if I need something like, uh, you know, Sarah, I think I met Sarah through Ted uh, and I wanted her to sing on one of the frequency collision songs I did. So I reached out and she did it. And Ted has contributed on a number of things and um, meeting the people that you meet through the Supper Club Collective too. It's just, um, it's a very supportive and very uh, kind community. There's a lot of good people in it. Yeah. Um, which I feel very fortunate about. I think if you went to one of the coasts, I don't know that that would be the case. I don't want to speak in generalities, but I, you know, if, I think we benefit from being a small, big city. And uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a tight community. The resources are there. If you need something, you can always find something, somebody willing to contribute to a project. And yeah, so it's been really cool. Yeah. I've noticed that it's, uh, yeah, the, the supportive is probably, you know, that's a great descriptive word there for it. It's what interests me as I'm kind of evolving into, to your point, you know, that like singer songwriter, uh, label, mm -hmm. um, I don't like genres. Um, but, uh, it, everyone is there to help each other. No one's competing. Right. Which, which I think is great. I, you know, when uh, when I was playing out with a band back in the days, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, it just felt like everyone was competing. Like, no, we we're going to we want that show. We want that stage, yeah. et cetera. And it's like, I mean, there's enough to go around. Um, so that's what I really like about the scene is it's everyone is just there and you follow mm -hmm. people on social media. And it's like they're all at other shows and they're they're at you know, national acts or regional acts or just local acts, just supporting everyone and having a good time. So yep. it's, uh, yeah, I love that about the scene enough yeah. about the scene though. Uh, let's dig into your history. Sure. Let's, uh, yeah, it's time to, you know, everyone's asking, uh, <laughs> every, I've got, I've got a slew of people right next to me that are just, they're going, Hey, I, we gotta know, we gotta know. So you've got the page poster back there, the black crows we've talked about, Everything that you've been involved in, um, the the kind of different ends of the spectrum of frequency collisions versus the Rockford Mules. So uh, Don Williams, you know, all the old classic country. What got you into music? Like what started you? What's your earliest memory of uh, getting into to music and starting that? Um, well, it's an interesting story, actually. Uh, when I was 14, um I grew up, uh, my parents had, my brother and I, uh, we grew up in the Lutheran church. Um, and uh, I guess if you're going to grow up in the church, uh, you know, I don't know your your uh, affiliation, but if you're going to grow up in the church, the Lutheran church is about as easy as it gets. You know, they, yeah. as long as you can make it to the potluck after the service, you're good to go. Right. Anyways. Uh, you go through this thing called confirmation when you're in the, in the Lutheran church and you do this when you're 14, 15 years old. And, uh, right around that time, they were making a transition from a very old pastor who was, you know, uh, worn out his, his holy welcome and <laughs> had all these old ideas like, Oh, women can't do stuff. And, you know, sure. 
And yeah. in comes uh, this this young guy. His name was his name was Jerry, and uh, he was he fancied himself like a very contemporary kind of guy. Really wanted to you know uh, connect with the youth of the, of the church. So one day in confirmation class, he's like, I want to take you guys to a concert. And here are your options. We can go see ZZ Top or we can go see Kiss. And at that point, I was uh, like my teenage years were very much uh, immersed in hair metal. Okay. So I was like, guys, I got this one. <laughs> we're going to go see Kiss. So my pastor rounded up, you know, eight, ten kids and took us to a Kiss concert. And I remember it was my first concert. And just the, the, you know, you think a kiss, it's just a spectacle, you know, mm-hmm. and you're to a 14 year old kid. You're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Sure. And I went home from that concert and uh, told my mom, I'm like, I, I need a guitar. I have to have a guitar. And I think within a week or two, we went to a pawn shop and bought like a $50 Telecaster copy. And um, I lived with that thing. You know, nice. was, if I was watching TV, it was in my hands and I just, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough to find something that you connect with and that could be music, it could be, it could be woodworking, it could be painting, it could be writing, it could be anything, uh, you know, creative. If you're fortunate enough to find that one thing that um, kind of makes you forget about time, you know what I mean? Like if I'm sitting in the, the rabbit hole here making music or whatever you know that thing that takes you away f- and puts you in the moment and again just kind of makes you forget about everything you know mm-hmm. i think if you're fortunate enough to find that uh you're pretty lucky and i was you know i was 14 when i found that and here i am i won't date myself but many decades later uh, and I, I still love it as much as I did. And it's, it's something that, um, I don't feel I'm ever going to master. I don't feel like I'm ever going to reach the peak. It's something you can always learn. It's something you can always, uh, grow from. It's something you can always build upon and, you know, I'll do it until I'm gone. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it, it's fun to, just kind of, I, I think where you hit the the nail on the head was it's something it, you can always learn something new, yeah. um, and and just kind of grow and and find you know, find a new chord or find a find just something that hits your ear and you're like oh I really like that yeah and then just play it over and over again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm uh I'm actually mixing the Rockford Mules record and I'm. Uh, I don't know how much you know about this, but when, when I'm mixing, at least like I will break it down section by section. So let's say we're working on a chorus and my wife will be sitting in the other room and I'll play that thing 57 times in a loop <laughs> and move the faders like a, a millisecond of an inch. And then it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. That's it. You got to yeah. find a sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. You got to yeah. find the yeah. sweet spot. So, and, and God bless the, the wives and, and the, the, the partners, the supportive group that lets us sit there and go, <laughs> just play it over and over and over. Hang on, I just got it. Wait, hang on. There, no, no, hang on. Give me another hour. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, thank yeah. goodness for them. So after the Kiss concert, did you ever get to a ZZ Top concert? That's, I guess, that's my uh, first question. 
I didn't, unfortunately. And ZZ Top. Um, Come on, Jerry. Got to go to another me. concert. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, ZZ Top came to me later in life. Um, so um, I wasn't ready for them back then. Yeah. Uh, I wanted the big hair and the, in the you know, I wanted the Kiss concert. Yeah. And White Snake. <laughs> that was, uh, I was never a White Snake fan. No? Matt okay. was. Yeah. Well, sort of. I don't know. The, yeah, it wasn't uh, the White Snake wasn't really my thing. I was more like uh, I like the 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 dirty L.A. rock back then, okay. like the, yeah. the Guns and Roses and the. I don't know if you're familiar with Faster Pussycat. I love Faster Pussycat. Yeah. Yes, so that absolutely. was more my speed. Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, I jumped in, so we have uh, you know we got the Sirius XM radio in one of the cars, and they've mm-hmm. got the '90s and the '80s channel and. White Snake was on when I got in the other day, and I was just like, oh, it takes me immediately back to, yeah. you know, nine years old, and my older brother, who's six, seven years older than me, is showing me, you know, Cherry Pie and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Two Life Crew and all this, and I'm yeah. like, this is great. <laughs> yep. My parents had no idea, and, you know, it's just forming the mind of uh, of what would later come to and now i find myself with my kids you know they're 12 years old listening to i don't know what I, well i know what they're listening to uh and i like to turn it off often yeah uh, and then i think back i'm like i can't do that my parents didn't do that to me and i was probably listening to much worse music oh my god uh, yeah. as far as what the message is <laughs> yeah well a lot of that stuff i was listening to when i was a teenager and you know most of it's about sex drugs and rock and roll yeah and my folks never batted an eye and yeah i'm still alive <laughs> absolutely now it's just about excedrin and yeah. uh and acoustic uh jams every now and then for me yeah i can you know barely get out of bed these days uh, <laughs> i have so many back issues but uh anyway huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it takes me a half an hour just to like kind of stand up and Oof. yeah and uh and i then you know, that's when I realize, okay, it's, you know, it's time to just sit back and slow down and enjoy yeah. the scenes, the scenery. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so as, uh, as, as the hair metal evolved, we all know uh-huh. that eventually, you know, Bon Jovi did, uh, cut his hair and, and, uh, Axel Rose still kind of, you know, looks kind of similar slash still ripping it. But, uh, yeah. what, what did you kind of get into? Did the did the scene evolve? How did it grow? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, of course, every every scene, every you know, ear evolves. But what did it kind of move yeah. into? Uh, well, after I graduated high school, um, this would be in the early mid '90s. I was in a, a group with two of the other guys that are currently in the Rockford Mules as well, called Sadie Foster, and that was. Uh, you know, I think it was a natural progression to go from hair metal into kind of the grunge alternative scene. I hate that label, but uh, I very much identified with, um, you know, Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. Um, uh, what are some other ones? Uh, Alice in Chains, I, I think it was pretty big. The Black Crows in yeah. um, the early 90s is when I really got into the Black Crows. I would say if I had to pick a band, that's my that was my jam yeah you know um i don't know if you've heard of a band called king's x yeah um they were huge 
for me. Um, they're more of kind of a progressive kind of rock three piece. Um, but yeah, it just kind of evolved from there. And for me, it's, it's just about, again, uh, pushing, pushing your mind. And I just, I love sound and especially like the pumpkins back then, you know, from the record Gish and Siamese dream, particularly there was just so much sonic chewiness with that. I had identified with and yeah, things that, you know, the hair metal bands weren't doing. And it, for me, uh, being, I guess, an artist and a musician, you know, the goal is to, is to grow. And, um, you know, if I think if I was still really into the hair metal now, it'd just be kind of stagnant. Yeah. Do you ever see some of those guys these days? They're not, I know they're really not doing well at all. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, went through the, the grunge and uh, that phase in the 90s. And then, you know, then I discovered the drive-by truckers and Lucero. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, and, and then the, the Flaming Lips is another one that I love. Um, and I love them just because they take chances. They don't, yeah. know, they don't do they don't color by the numbers. They're, mm-hmm. they're an interesting band to listen to. Um, so I yeah. found that with the uh, Ween as well. Flaming Lips and Ween. I remember yeah. my cousin introduced me to them um, back when, again, just my formative years. Uh, I was getting introduced to all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but yeah, the Flaming Lips and, and Ween kind of, they weren't afraid to color outside the lines and mm-hmm. piss some people off and, but it was creative, you know, now these days, some of that stuff, you're not going to, it's not going to be allowed, but um, back then it was, and yeah. it was interesting. And to your point, it, it just forms that ear and it's that, uh, you know, that sound that draws you in and then you, mm-hmm. you never forget it too. No, because uh, it's, it, and that's, it's funny you say like, it could be just a sound. Um, Mm -hmm. I get inspired by really odd things sometimes. And it could be a a song I hear in a commercial uh, on TV and it's very simple. And it's like, Oh, what if I did that with this and turned it inside out and played it backwards, you know, um, (laughs) weird things, but, um, but yeah, you, you take things, at least I do from the the various different artists that I've enjoyed listening to over the years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you, kind of cherry pick the things that work for you stick it in your own suitcase and travel with it you know yeah absolutely there's those songs that stick with me i you bring up the pumpkins um and i also noticed that you you left nirvana out so i'd love to dig into that a little bit uh because i have a i have an opinion there um that is not liked but uh you mentioned the pumpkins i recently so when i so when the pumpkins came out Mm-hmm. in their you know in their heyday i'll say there was you know i was just getting hit with like everything my uncle was was bringing me back to the 70s back in back in that point and my cousin and brothers were bringing me into hip-hop and and whatnot so i kind of missed the big i didn't really get into the pumpkins probably as much mm-hmm. as i should have it was more just the radio play yeah um but i started digging in and to their to their discography Several weeks ago, thanks to again just hearing them on repeat on Sirius and going, gosh, I really love their their sound. Yeah, uh, I gotta learn more. 
and I came across a song, uh, Mayonnaise. Oh, and beautiful song. Yeah. I like it's been on repeat and I can't yeah. put my finger on why, but mm-hmm. it's just that that tone and and the flow of that song. I was like, man, this is fantastic. Can we let's get this put back out for the people? They wouldn't like it though, probably. Well Kids that whole days. that whole record for me is um I'd say it's a top three, top three record for me, Siamese Dream. Um and what what they were really good at back in it is just extremely beautiful dynamics mm-hmm. on that entire record, mayonnaise being one of them. And it, it goes from just this beautiful pieces of music into this larger than life bulldozer of a song at times. And uh, I just love that stuff. Um, things that can take you down here and then. And I love to listen to music on headphones. I don't think there's any other way yeah. to do it if you, if you can. And just the way that whole record kind of wraps your head in shag carpet. And yeah. it's a wonderful record. It, it is. And I, I am, again, uh, self-admitted that I'm disappointed that I didn't uh, find it in its completeness sooner. Well, you found it now. There's so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. So like I didn't start appreciating Radiohead until uh, maybe five years ago. Okay. And I've had a friend um, who's like, I don't know how they're not your favorite band. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I don't know either. Um, yeah. I, just I wasn't ready for them. So yeah. Um, but you know the point Absolutely. is, you, you still get there. You get you do there. get there. It's yeah. Never I was, too late. I was the way I was that way uh, with the Beatles. I got there very late. Mm-hmm. Um, because my, my family growing up, they didn't, they didn't listen to the Beatles. Uh, and so I didn't get there. And, uh, and another band is the Foo Fighters. I didn't dig into the Foo Fighters until I read Dave Grohl's autobiography. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I didn't get into Foo Fighters is to bring it back. I did not like Nirvana and nice still segue. don't. Okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drag on you for that. Cause I was never a huge Nirvana fan either just um something about kurt cobain yeah i i appreciate it yeah um but i I was never a huge nirvana guy either um they were a little too uh i wouldn't even call them punk rock but they kind of lent themselves more to that side than um than the others like if you if you did a side-by-side comparison back in the day of the the pumpkins and nirvana they're they're on the they're in the same stadium, but they might be playing, you know, they're doing different things. Nirvana mm-hmm. was a little more edgy and a little more angsty. Kali yeah. was about some things, and I yeah. don't know. It was never really my thing. Um, yeah, I just um, I couldn't I couldn't get into it. I got uh, I got you know shit on in high school because of it. People were like, check yeah. this out. This album's awesome. I'm like, yeah. Moving on, I, you know, I was like, I'm going to go back to that uh, GNR album or, you know, something <laughs> like ah, this isn't for me. Um, you know, it is what it is. And I just haven't got there. So, you know, sorry, America. I'm, I feel the same way about the Foo Fighters. <laughs> I like the Foo, Fi- Foo Fighters more than I do Nirvana. Mm-hmm. But I also think. Um, I just think Dave Grohl is really cool. And it just seems like he's always doing really cool things. Like 
my brother passed along this thing he like a video that he made called play and it's this 30 minute short film of just him in the studio crafting this 22 minute song and and i'm like of course dave girl's doing that yeah or like did you ever see the uh the um documentary uh sound city i think it's yeah yeah about that mixing board Mm -hmm. this this mixing board that just made all these really cool records well-known records and then when the studio closed who comes in and buys the board dave grohl and then dave grohl takes it and he makes a record with it with all these different uh musicians like paul mccartney and trent Reznor and the dude from queens of the stone age and like of course dave grohl did that why yeah. wouldn't he? Dave Super Roll. creative. Yeah, Super. He just, he just does cool things. Absolutely. Yeah, that Sound City documentary was was amazing. And then the the um, the documentary that uh, the Foo Fighters did. Well, not I don't know if it was a documentary, but where they went to various cities, learned about the the music in those cities, yeah. and then uh, cut a song about their their research with an artist from the city. I can't remember what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, it, they just do cool stuff and yeah. it's just like, gosh, I want to do cool stuff. <laughs> well, I think there, he's a good example of what, um, what to do when you have the resources, you know, yeah. he's, he's been part of the, arguably two of the largest rock and roll bands in the history of music. And if you compare what he does with his time and his money compared to what, if you go to, uh, you know, like the Grammys on a given night and sure. everybody's, you know, looking outrageous and saying outrageous things. And basically it's just, a. Uh, don't get me started on the Grammys. It's a spectacle. Yeah. It's just a spectacle. And, and it, it becomes <laughs> more of a, uh, look at me kind of thing as opposed yeah. to, I don't, I don't think Dave has ever been about that and I've never met him, but you know, look at what he does with his time and his resources, mm-hmm. you know, he takes it and he, he puts cool things out into the universe. You know, there was a thing a, a week or two ago where he, he's got a big smoker and he brought it into some community and yeah. barbecue for like 500 people, you know, compare that to what, uh, who's the latest guy that irritates the shit out of me. Um, where do we begin? Let's see. <laughs> Machine gun Kelly. Like, oh, look fuck. at him. You know, um, I don't even listen to his music, but just looking at him, I can be like, that's nobody that I want to know. Yeah. No, like, yep. come on. It's, yeah. at, at that point, if I can tell by looking at you that you're not about your craft, then yep. I don't, or like, you know, speaking of social media, if I go to your music page and it looks like you're more interested in being a model than you are a musician, I don't, I'm probably yeah. not going to listen to you. Yep. And that might be closed minded or whatever, but. Hey, we're on the same page. Yeah. Call call us old school, but we like the music. I don't give a crap what what you look like or who you're dating or how many cars you have and crap like that. The um the so it the Dave Grohl, I love musical or musician artist band autobiographies. Um Mm -hmm. my favorite is is uh Butch Walker's Drinking with Strangers. Uh, it's amazing. I think Butch Walker is a fascinating artist, producer human being um and i I, when i finished the dave Grohl one i was like this guy i could i could find myself like 
sitting in a bar drinking a beer with him. He is just yeah. like, I'm always going to wear jeans. I'm always going to wear my T-shirts and I'm always going to wear Vans. And it's like, that's that's rock and roll right there. It's not, right. you know, and uh, I was actually talking to to my girlfriend last night about Machine Gun Kelly because he is in a show. It ran for a season on Showtime's called Roadies in like mm-hmm. 2014 or 15. And he was still called himself Machine Gun Kelly, um, but he was like normal ish (laughs) in that show and now it's like what the hell are you doing man just play music gosh anyway i don't know for all i know he could be the most talented guy on the in the universe i I don't think that he is but um (laughs) i i've i've never honestly given his music a chance but uh you know sue me for being turned off just by looking at him so i listened to one album and uh that Look, when I listen to an album once and mm-hmm. just once, you know, it's not for me. Yeah. And that's not to say it's not for other people. But there you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. There's your controversial topic for the yeah, last 10 minutes. I mean, <laughs> if, if that's your thing, man, you go for it. If that's your thing, you go for it. Yeah, but absolutely. Part of it. Yeah, I hear you. So what are you into now? Like what's some of the new artists that uh, or newer artists uh, that you you kind of wow. listen to or, um, it, you know, are you like me and just kind of stick to the the classics? That's a good question. I, I, I stick, I stick to classics a lot, yeah. um, which is weird, but uh, cause I'm always looking for new music. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one band that I, I stumbled across in the last couple of years that I really connected with was uh, the war on drugs and they've been yeah. around for a long time. Yeah. Um, got really into them uh, a few months ago i found a band called the sheepdogs okay uh which sound more like they should have been playing music back in 1972 nice um which is right up my alley yeah uh, uh sheepdogs uh what else did i find um oh golly uh buffalo killers okay another band that sounds straight out of the 70s and uh i know i mentioned the flaming lips but i i just started getting into them maybe about five years ago okay was another one of those bands i wasn't ready for sure and my brother and i were talking about this on thursday actually and he's still a little hesitant to jump into the flaming lips because he doesn't like the dude's voice (laughs) and i totally get that but the more you listen to him, the more you realize that there's nobody else that can sing for the Flaming Lips besides that guy. Yeah. And I don't know. I just find their music inspiring, beautiful. It's it's, it's just good stuff. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. a there's a local band. You talk about 70s, that 70s sound. Um, yeah. Electric Beauty. I'll uh, I'll shoot you their their name. There it's it's some guys that have played been a part of some fantastic bands uh, i talked to their lead singer and keyboardist a couple weeks ago uh their album that they put out is it just takes me back to when i was 10 years old listening to yeah. you know the doors and hendrix and and the who and stuff like that on vinyl and it's uh i don't know it's just that music that like you listen to it and it, it takes you back and so mm-hmm. as, you, as you're talking about bands that like sound like they should be in the early 70s that's a yeah. that's a band uh, I highly recommend them. Electric Beauty. Yeah. Okay. Local guys love the local scene. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> if I had to put you on the spot one more time, 
who's uh you know, just like top five, it doesn't have to be top five in any order or anything like that, but local artists that you're uh, listening to. Yeah. Um, Or three or two. uh, There is a young lady. Well, she lives in Eau Claire now, but she goes under the moniker, the nunnery, the nunnery. So she does a lot of, uh, she has this vocal looper. And she's been blessed with absolute perfect pitch. So she creates these vocal loops that stack and stack and stack. And um, she just creates these beautiful songs, primarily using her voice as okay. main instrument. And I'd say from the last five, six years, she's one of my favorites. Um, there's another woman. Uh, her name is Jen, but she does music under waltzing on waves. Okay. And she might be the best singer in the city. Um, she's absolutely fantastic. She's jazzy. She's uh, folky. She's, uh, but she's immensely talented. Um, who else? Um, I worked, I used to work in uh, education, special ed. And I, I met this guy. His, his name is Michael Gay. He does uh um, he's kind of a singer songwriter. Like if James Taylor had a baby with, uh, John Prine, you know, Oh, okay. You'd get Michael Gay. And <laughs> I think he's a really good songwriter. He's one of those guys that, um, very visual with his lyrics. Like when he's, he's singing, you're almost in that scene that he's singing about. And very John Prine. Yeah. To that point. Yeah. 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 But he's just got this very soft and like welcoming delivery. Okay. Um, there's nothing abrasive about him. He's just a laid back dude. And it's just, you just feel good listening to him. Nice. Um, I listened to Ted, the Heine Shevitz a lot, just because we we've, you know, I just met, I met him uh, during a pandemic and, you know, we started collaborating. And so I kind of got ushered into his catalog and he's, he's just a musical factory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, when I was working on one of the Rockford Mules tunes the other day, I'm like, this chorus needs a, needs a harmony vocal. And I'm like, Ted, you want to do a, a vocal? He's like, sure. And by the end of the day, I had it. You know, nice. Where usually if, if that's something you want, you're like a month goes by and you're like, Hey, you got, you know, uh, where are you sitting with that tune? Now he's, he, he just, he shits music and, He's a, well, you know, the, the, those are the kind of people that I, I tend to gravitate toward. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he doesn't do it because he, he wants to. He's one of those guys that does it because he has to, or else he's going to explode. Right. Um, so I yeah. have a lot of respect for him. When, uh, when I was talking to him, I, you know, Sarah Morris introduced me to, to Ted. Um, yeah. and I talked to him, gosh, probably nearly a year ago now, but, um, he was talking about during the pandemic, he just like couldn't stop because he knew that if he did stop, he would just, it, it basically just be over for him. Yeah. Um, you know, like to your point, he shits music, he eats, yeah. sleeps, breathes, shits it, cries it, you know, everything it's just in his system. And, uh, and yep. he has since like, we've kind of all come out, uh, or been released from our, our homes, I'll say, yeah. Oh, I can't get into politics. Um, so dial that <laughs> dial that comment back a little bit. But, you know, since since the uh, pandemic has calmed down, uh, you know, he has just 
just follow him on social media and he's connecting so many dots. And now, you know, he's, he's introducing uh, a lot of people in the scene and it's mm-hmm. great. And, uh, and I, I love, you know, love what he's doing. I also, you know, I have great respect and love what you and your brother are doing with the, uh, with the radio show and with the, the supper club collective. I've, I've been monitoring that for a little bit and, uh, just recently tied it back to you. So apologies for my <laughs> delay in that. Um, That's okay. <laughs> but, um, uh, I think it's just a great idea of, of getting, you know, people together and getting their music out in one way or another. And I, yeah. I, I, I commend you for it and appreciate it. Uh, Thank greatly. You. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've taken up a lot of your time, uh, and thank you again on this beautiful Saturday morning. I don't know what, I don't know what it's doing for you out there, but, uh, I woke up to more yeah. snow. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, gosh, one of these days I'll move. Um, we've, we've hit that point in the, in the season where I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. for it to be done. Same. I'm, I'm over it. Well, I've been over it since like January 2nd. Um, <laughs> so my patience is, yeah. is going away quickly, but, uh, what's, what's next? What's, what's coming up? What do you have outside of the, uh, the new rock mules record? Uh, what's kind of, you know, what's next? Um, uh, the, uh, we've got Matt and I, I got a couple of hosting things, uh, coming up in the not too distant future. Um, I mastered a record for a gentleman named Nathan Greiner. He's got a CD release show in May at the Aster that we're hosting. Um, Ted, of course, is involved in uh, a number of different things. He's making music with a gentleman named Doyle Turner. They've got a little duo project that we're going to help assist um, in September. That's a little ways off. Um, but other than that, uh, the, the Rock for Mules record is taking a lot of my focus at the moment between that and the radio show, uh, you know, and having kids of my own and, yeah. you know, a household to partially run that I couldn't do without my wife. Um, I stay I stay fairly busy and then, I you know, I try to write as much as I can and keeps me sane. There you go. But yeah. I love it. Perfect. And of course we can find you, you know, I've mentioned Facebook and Instagram. I know the rabbit holes on there. I think you have yep. separate Instagram and all of that for, for everything. So uh yeah. listener, take a look in the notes and I'll, uh, you know, you've got all that yeah. tagged there. Um, and there's a and, bunch of uh, our past episodes of the rabbit hole is up on Spotify as well. So if, perfect. You, if you're curious, you want a little taste. Yeah. It's there. There you go. All right. Last question for me. Uh, and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, what's your favorite supper club? Oh, um, my favorite supper club. Uh, we went last it was last Christmas. It was, it was the year we, um, we're like, we're not getting gifts for people. We're going to go out and have a good dinner. We went to a place called the Lexington. The Lexington is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they must have known we were coming because they put us <laughs> in a corner booth like we felt like, you know, mobsters back in. The, <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of the, they had it roped off and nobody sits there unless we're in the building. You know, Nice. So I love it. I love yeah. it. If you're ever in uh, Hayward, Wisconsin, we've got a my parents got a nice little uh, lakeside shack 
in Hayward, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. And of course, Wisconsin is the home of some it's of the, the finest of yeah. supper clubs. Uh, I actually have a book that uh, my girlfriend got for me. I don't know where it is right now because we have recently moved. And by recently, I mean four months ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a book on on the Wisconsin Supper Club. It's an amazing book. Uh, but the ranch is in Hayward, Wisconsin. And that is it, every time we're in Hayward, if we don't go to the ranch for at least a cocktail, uh, nice. uh, we've missed out. And and it has been a failed trip across the border. So um, I love the appreciation and uh, and, you know, definitely appreciate every everything that you're doing with the. Uh, with the shows and uh, the the collective and all of that, looking forward to the new Rockford Mules album. And uh, you know, thank you again. I appreciate uh, you jumping on here this morning and uh, and and being dressed to kill, man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me on. It's always good to kind of be on the other side of the of, of things every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, much appreciation. Thank you very yeah. much. Awesome. Well, listeners, again, Ryan Rudd, uh, you know, the Rabbit Hole, Frequency Collisions, the Supper Club Collective, uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, the Rock for Mules, check it all out. And uh, again, thank you for tuning in and join us uh, next time. We'll see you soon. And Ryan, thank you again so much. And uh, everyone, take care. And there goes the little one. So I think that's my time to sign off. Uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a good one.
So. Oh. 